Transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. Oh, you got it. LaCroix, you got there, sir. Was that lime? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got it. LaCroix slurps. Oh, yeah. What, what LaCroix you got there, sir? Is that lime? Oh, yeah. A little pinch of lime. You got the pamplemousse? Ah, the pamplemousse goose. LaCroix? Yeah. I do, you know, I do I do fancy myself a LaCroix. I'm a LaCroix boy, I'll, I guess, you know. And I can live with it. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a LaCroix monsieur. A LaCroix monsieur. Monsoir. Sometimes I call uh, Bowie uh, Monsieur Bebe. <laughs> Mr. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh anyway, this is obviously an episode of Matinee Edition number 69. We're here. You're oh. here. And uh it's a topsy turvy world. <laughs> there is. I don't know. I'm saying Luke's and Jared. Yes. Oh, we were far past that at this point. <laughs> leave it in. Leave it in. Yep. This has been a light news week in the grand scheme of things not much has happened yeah we have one notable we have one notable trailer we'll talk about later we're going and uh but to start uh loose's game minute uh i'm not doing the fucking mario sample oh, don't worry i got you give us something oh it's cut it out it cut out <laughs> you need a new soundboard be, that thing's breaking supposed to be a missile dropping there's a <laughs> at the end oh man off we need, we need get, can you get a new Come soundboard on. redux there you go yeah that, it worked right. it worked that was, was definitely not you making that noise <laughs> ah, shit all right well anyway what you got um, for your gaming your gaming minute xbox has officially uh, absorbed bethesda oh. uh now taking control over all of their properties including fallout uh doom sky uh the elder scrolls and skyrim Whoa. and making them they microsoft now owns all of those properties how do you think that's going to affect things with those properties? Um, so Microsoft, they're actually being pretty cool about it. So those were games that would appear on multiple consoles. Like yeah. uh, there's some, some games came to switch. A lot of them were between Xbox and PlayStation. Microsoft essentially said they have no plans to take games away from PlayStation players uh-huh. or limit upcoming releases. Oh, they said that they they might, <laughs> yeah, PlayStation <laughs> over here. They said they might have, um, like exclusive like add-ons for Xbox players, but they want to leave the experience intact for other consoles. That's smart. I think that's Which, really smart. And a lot of people don't realize it. It like um, Xbox bought Mojang, the creators of Minecraft, yeah, like okay. five years ago, and they yeah. never took it off all the platforms it went on to. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think it's sort of like a hey, we we're we're willing to work together. Because for for a while, the disk drives on Xboxes were Blu-ray players, mm. and Blu-ray players are are owned by Sony, the creators of the PlayStation. 
Oh. So for a while, every, <laughs> sing, every single Xbox that was sold gave a bit of money to Sony. So now Xbox is making money off of Sony directly. That's smart. They're like a revenge. Revenge. <laughs> we'll get them back. And they're probably going to make much more money off of them this time. Dude, for real though. I mean, those are some hot properties. Like, I know. Uh, and this is something that's really cool for um, uh, listeners that might not have uh, a lot of games or might have bought a new console. It's not, it's not a plug. I genuinely think it's a good deal. And I think it's very consumer friendly. Xbox Game Pass, where you pay like, it's like Netflix for games. It's another subscription service, Fair. which is sort of a pain in the ass. Yeah. But for like 11 bucks, you get like 120 games. Oh, damn. And just like as available for as long as you're part of the service and free online play on top of that. So that's pretty slick, actually. They dropped all the Bethesda games on it like the day after the acquisition. Damn. So I need, I'm gonna I'm gonna play Doom and shit. I never I've uh, never played a Doom game. I mean, I remember the original Doom and shit. Like uh, it's I, on there. I fucking loved it, it because you know it, you're just going through blast and shit. Yeah. And, like, I think yeah. Wolfenstein's in the mix too. I remember to Wolfenstein too. Kill man. Hitler. <laughs> I remember playing Wolfenstein on my piano teacher's husband's computer. <laughs> I know that's insanely specific. But <laughs> Spit takes onto the computer. Oh my god, dude! Excellent. Yeah, uh, that shit's that shit's wild, man. And I think it's a it's a smart move, and it's that's you know the incentivizing move for people switching consoles. Uh, the idea of maybe doing like exclusive things for those games. Yeah, totally. Xbox only. It's know, sort of like how Microsoft um, they bought a controlling stake in the company that made the tomb raider games oh. like the past three of them yeah they still came to playstation but mm-hmm. like a year later so yeah. if it's like it's like is that a problem no it's sort of disappointing for people i'm willing to sympathize but you know fuck them i own an xbox uh shall we, <laughs> shall we? and that's the gaming minute <laughs> that's a game minute um so we have a uh, we we have got this week. We swore we wouldn't talk about it. Oh god! So naturally, yeah. we talked about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> we Scouts just, honor was never a thing here. It's gonna be quick. <laughs> Please don't be disappointed, and I I apologize. I've, it's <laughs> I've brought shame to my family. I love how how guilty we feel for <laughs> some of the, We lied to our we lied to our audience, uh, but it's quick. Yeah, it's quick. Don't worry about it. <laughs> the Snyder Cut is getting good reviews. <laughs> I know, dude. This I'm is so crazy. Blown away by this shit. We I, haven't seen it. We haven't seen I'm it. No. But I've just seen the press response. I've seen a few reviews at this point, and they're all like eight out of tens, yeah. which is better than this thing has any right to be. Yeah, like people are saying that it's it's like it's finally redeemed the Justice League movie, you know, and all this shit. And it's yeah. it, I, I mean i'm like i i initially i had such high hopes for Snyder. Yeah. you know i was i was rooting and tooting for it and then you know all this shit that i've seen lately it's just been like a barrage of like random images and like stuff and i'm just like what the fuck is going on yeah it and, looks a bit and, wild you know i'm still withholding judgment of my own but I'm yeah glad it's getting good reviews because it, the, to me it's just this, it's been through this amazing process of like coming to finalization and i think yeah. that's fucking cool that's important thing that's an important thing to bring up we have not seen it we will make our own opinions we oh, can fucking sure. hate it like, yeah. like that's that's yeah. sort of how it goes ign might like it but i might think it sucks ass you'll be a sheep 
Speaking, speaking <laughs> of IGN, this is something like we'll talk about next week after we watch the movie. For sure. But um, IGN reported that it ends a cliffhanger and without spoiling anything about it, they, they sort of uh, were leaning in the direction of this might be Snyder being like, hey, Warner Brothers, like if people love this, it's open. You can just retcon it in as the main continuity. Dang, that's interesting. Yeah, I look forward to I look forward to seeing what that's about. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued, and it still plays in. Like, and even if it's not the main continuity, it still can be the Elseworlds thing. We have Absolutely. we have we have What If coming with Marvel. Like, yeah. it's not an outlandish thing to perhaps be running multiple continuities. I even saw that um, Ben Affleck and uh, somebody else, somebody else offered to um, come and film extra scenes unpaid for the Snyder Cut. Oh, interesting. That's been one of my biggest mysteries about the Snyder Cut is that clearly yeah. there's been extra extra scenes filmed. Yeah. And I've been like, when the fuck did Ben Affleck do that? Yeah. Because, you know, like it's either that or like how much shit did they actually cut out of it? for the theatrical cut I, I mean there's no way like some of those trailers that, that about there, particularly the twitch trailer i think that, that i uh can recall it's like i can't see some of that like not being you know i can't see it just having been scrapped a few you know a handful of years ago it yeah. looks it looks fresh you know yeah and, it looks clean and that's what i'm wondering also about the whole project is like will it be a kind of even flow of like you know, old, old scenes that you can recognize. And like, then like, Oh, there, here's a new scene involved. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like from the Whedon cut, like, you know, it's it, like, is it, well, I've heard that he doesn't, he didn't use any Whedon stuff supposedly. Yeah. And I remember it was reported when they, Whedon took over that he reshot essentially half the movie. Yeah. Okay. And the so only just, and the only stuff that actually made it into the film were the action sequences. Hmm. That those were shot by Snyder for the most part. Interesting. Yeah, I'm just I'm which, just which, I'm so intrigued about it. Which really in Justice League, the first one, hmm. they, they uh they really were just trying to make it from action sequence to action sequence with yeah. minimal dialogue in between. Yeah. Like that's sort of how it felt. Well, let's be real. Like the, the rotate. I, I, as much as I get, you know, think they've gone on to do different, like better works and have done better works. The cast was just like, I don't know. Not they weren't, you know, necessarily like too screen capturing in that movie. They were yeah. all very doled down. I think. Well, and, and that's that's actually some of the praise I've heard is like Ray Fisher is a great cyborg because exactly, he gets dude. time to breathe and. Exactly. Like you like know, they ben never Affleck is much out more likable as Batman in that. In that, yeah. Well, that's what I mean, dude. That's like, yeah, they just. I mean, four hours seems quite preposterous. Yeah, I'm in, definitely in gonna a, watch it in a couple sittings. In a way, but like, it's. I don't know. It's enough time to tell a story. Yeah, absolutely. I guess that's what I like about what Snyder's probably done here is that he's he's just said fuck it. I'm telling the whole the whole story that I came yeah. out to do. This is which what is very I wanted... rare. I think that directors get actually the access and chance to do that. Well, and I think this is um this is sort of a testament to what public opinion can bring about. We well, saw it. I think I mentioned this a while back with like the Sonic film. It hmm. is sort of it could be a bit problematic in the grand scheme of things. It's a good example. Yeah. To to. For like, definitely in some cases, directors or like creators shouldn't budge 
if people don't like it Fair. because there's some things that will never hit well. Like uh, as an example, uh, Man of Steel being a dark take on Superman with like no hasn't, one was really behind that. Well. It hasn't <laughs> aged well. Nobody really liked it, but I sort of think it's more unique for it. It shouldn't have been changed. Exactly. And like, but in this case, especially for a director's cut that would only come to be under the current circumstances of a streaming service, I think it's pretty fucking cool. Exactly. Like, and that's a good differentiation right there. By no means would this movie be getting released in the theater, even if theaters were open. Like it's, it's not a good investment in that way for, for the company, you know? But I'm yeah, but that's the, another benefit for like companies partnering up with streaming services more, or like yeah, having absolutely. having something on, of their own, because it like allows them to maybe say like, well, this you know was an alternative project or something like that. Yeah, but, this is this was an experimental thing. Yeah, might not but, be as widespread for consumers, but it's exactly. something interesting. Yeah, exactly. So um, either way, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Apparently, yeah. I wasn't one of the lucky viewers who accidentally clicked on Tom and Jerry and got an hour of the Snyder Cut. Did you that hear happened? That? Did you hear about that? No, that's so, nuts. I, I yeah, like like some people, HBO Max <laughs> users, like <laughs> they went to go like stream Tom and Jerry, and it ended up playing about like an hour of the Snyder Cut or so. From what that's I that's wild. Yeah, I was like, damn, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, was, I was like, I guess. I just didn't have you gotta go watch Tom and Jerry. Yeah. I, um, you know, either way, that's not the, the most the pairing I'm interested in. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm mostly interested in uh the Falcon and the motherfucking winter soldier. All Ooh, right. Hot you know, damn you know, segway. You know what I mean, dude? Like new trailer. I, did you check yeah, you checked out that final trailer? Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it it was definitely the best trailer that they dropped. Yeah. Uh I loved the the opening stuff with Sam. It really means that they're taking like the weight of of Captain America's like you know kind mantle. of overall responsibility and mantle. Yeah. Uh, on it, you know, to seriously and his training like him throwing the fucking shield looked awesome, dude. Oh yeah, the, and it 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 has still has that concussive feeling to it. <laughs> totally, totally. <clears throat> Which I that's something I was worried about it losing in the uh outside the movies lower yeah. production value might but that's like such a fundamental identity of that brand at this point well fair but and you know again feige has said that this was like basically filmed and shot with like it being a a, a movie kind of in mind but it's basically just yeah. like broken up into parts so in the six right yeah which is fucking fucking rad so it and you know it looks like uh there's like one shot in the trailer where the i can't remember the name of the the character but the the girl with the like the mask with the red like hand on her face yeah i just looked it up what what's it so it's a gender swapped uh version of flag smasher that's what it's supposed to be okay i thought, yeah. i was wondering about that so like that that so flag smasher flag smasher that's i i just think the terrorist cell ultimatum but it was it just seeks to crush the concept of nationalism oh interesting yeah uh but that shot, she like she's like on top of the semi truck, and she grabs. You can tell she grabs a Red Wing out of the sky and just and knees it, and it ex- breaks it. Yeah, dude, and it just breaks. And I was just like, "Holy shit!" Like, how? I wonder how strong she is. Yeah, I was like, "Is this like it?" Two things came to mind for me: is this extremis, mm. or is it like some kind of like a super soldier thing? 
Yeah, like that. Like, that was that was basically what I thought too. I remember like, I remember the Patriot in Agents of Shield where he had like temporary super soldier because of uh, he got like injected. Well, and it makes sense because they also have what, what alternative Captain America? What's his name again? A U.S. agent, John US Walker. Agent. And so I'm wondering if they've maybe pumped him full of some sort of alternative serum. Superoids. Uh, and they would have had to experiment at some point also. So yeah. maybe maybe that's been passed out. Or maybe uh, maybe uh, Zemo has something, something to do with it. Maybe he's gotten his hands on it and he's passing it out or some shit. I don't know. Either way. <clears throat> Zemo's, Zemo's participation in the series is still sort of a mystery. Totally. Because they only really shot, showed like uh, the same shot that they've showed in a couple of trailers. In this, yeah. So. Like we've only really seen a few shots of him. And we've seen more of Flag Smasher than him. Yeah, so he, but that's. But I've heard he's a he's a he's a big part of it though. Yeah, so. I still I would love to see um, some kind of uh, leading into the Thunderbolts or something, especially with how Baron Zemo is such a sympathetic character in the MCU. It's really yeah. not. He's really a totally different character that just has a resemblance to what he was. When yeah, you when true. you boil it down, he has nothing to do with Hydra. He he makes a point in civil war to not even like hydra and think they were despicable yeah he can, yeah that's a good it's a good point man he definitely like i mean he's a compelling compelling character but he definitely is just yeah. like yeah he's not necessarily comic book accurate but an image alone at this yeah, point yeah which i mean i'm i'm down with it, it yeah, whatever there's only so far you can go with uh, having an endless pool of hydra fucking devotees yeah before it gets really boring and samey well yeah uh speaking of hydra though just like i i also read that feige made a mention of this kind of like comment when asked he said like well there's always going to be a need for like shady organizations in the mcu like hydra yeah. and shield so that kind of gives gives you this idea that like you know they're they're both going to be active at some capacity yeah you know well, I think I think we saw that with Sword and WandaVision as well. It's like it's sort of two sides of the same coin. It, despite like Sword's good intentions, they were doing something fucking terrible with Vision's body behind the, behind the scenes, and Haywood was really like a side antagonist. Yeah, like despite he, how he wasn't the most evil of them, like Fair. he was still like a fucking villain. But Sword's Sword's usually involved in like bigger, uh, you know, like planetary threats and like yeah. uh, you know like things like outside of the atmosphere i think yeah I, like, I doubt they're gonna be playing much with this yeah but she you know i'm just interested that like it was a nice comment because it kind of alludes to like things may be resurrected you know yeah and i i think um what what and that sort of plays into the espionage vibe we're getting as well fair man yeah uh, and so you know i'm i yeah overall it's just it, it looks fucking fun and that drops yeah. uh, God, friday what? friday geez so and all, it looks it looks forward to again on fridays thank you it Marvel. looks it looks beautifully shot as well and oh, yeah, yeah there's there's one shot where i was like fuck where um you see bucky's arm push through a wall and pull a dude straight through it that was gnarly i was like holy shit hell yeah dude uh, it's yeah, it, it looks around. it looks like a blast it looks more action oriented than wandavision totally. which i'm down with and like we have six episodes of this, they're gonna be longer than Wandavision as well. The episode, uh, the episode range came out as like forty-five to fifty-five minute episodes. Yeah. Okay. And um, so we get six episodes of this, and then we go straight to Loki. Oh man, yeah. I just will rewatch the trailer for Loki, 
and which is it's fucking nuts. Jesus God, it, it looks it looks fucking fun. Here's like, here's what I think we're gonna start seeing is we're gonna be going back and forth between getting a season of a uh, thinking man's Marvel in mm-hmm. WandaVision and yeah. then uh and then action oriented Marvel and Falcon and Winter Soldier. They make you think, and then and then they, then they get you. Yeah, have a good time. Them. Yeah, <laughs> I do think we're still going to touch on some of the uh, uh, racism issues in Falcon and Winter Soldier. We sort yeah. of saw it for the first time in the background in this ep- in this trailer. I mean, hmm. with the uh, "We Need Hope Again" and like the, oh, yeah, yeah. all the white people at the Capitol building. Yeah, that was that was interesting, especially because as we saw like right at the beginning, you know, it was like clearly sam still has the shield and is like thinking about how to handle that mantle and so it's like they're just trying to brush that aside even though he he was you know chosen to carry it on which is yeah and i think like we saw we see u.s agent has a very classic ish captain america look it's different but it's very similar yeah yeah definitely very similar the image the image for publicity still still remains and then Falcon's suit looks very much traditional Falcon, yeah. which is awesome. I love how it almost looks like there's like metal feathers in it. It reminds yeah. me of Angel. Dude, it looks slick, man. I'm, I'm impressed by it, honestly. Yeah. And I, I still think at some point, if that toy leak was true, we're going to see a uh, Falcon with a legit costume. Let's Maybe after so, he gets the shield properly. Because I wouldn't be surprised if he gets it taken from him by the government. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when U.S. agent realizes wrongful ways or some shit like that happens we we see a legit falcon captain america yeah dude that's kind of what i'm thinking i'm thinking honestly that might end up being like the you know towards the end of the season yeah why don't they call him the bald eagle that'd be a better name (laughs) he's he's fucking flying captain america the bald eagle's coming to save america oh man i'd be i'd like to be be saved by bald eagle i suppose or a bald eagle just eagle Uh, you know kind of like frodo and sam in lord of the rings (laughs) uh anyway yeah. uh but one, one more thing to talk about what else we got this week? oh yeah shit dude i don't I we, we, like you said there for it's a, a it's a slow news week so we're just gonna throw in some stuff we've been watching here at the end yeah including uh a show we both i think recently concluded yes uh ted lasso it's an apple tv show so if you have that free year of apple tv hop on and actually watch that yeah uh, but it's fan- it's fantastic, man. It's a uh, like so J- good. Jason Sudeikis plays a really intense character, uh, Ted Lasso, and he's intense because he has just this like like unending positivity. And then yeah. as the show goes on, you see him going through the shit. That's like it's. I mean, it it's a classic kind of like dynamic, right? Like he has these like really harsh like personal issues. Yeah. And, and but he just like gives everybody his like his, all of his positive energy you know yeah it's that show is genuinely great mm-hmm. and also as a I'm, a I'm a i'm a huge soccer guy i watch the epl as much as i can the english premier league the mm-hmm. league that he is in the what? the fictional team of afc afc richmond yeah. is in um and like I'm, I'm a devout supporter of a lot of a lot of uh, soccer teams and i was like this is very fun how it sort of plays with uh him being an American football coach, but having such an optimistic yeah. perspective, being such a good person. Well, it almost one you almost right off the bat wonder if like he's just a little thick because it's like why would he accept this job? Like obviously yeah. he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. But then you get a little bit of hope because there he has his side character 
coach fucking be coach beard coach beard always seems like he's, he's, he's always, awesome he seems like he's no he knows what he's doing in every every situation so. yeah dude for the and most the, part the show is just fun yeah and i think it's a great cast man great cast yeah i think what's great about it is that the characters by the end of the season you like it you like everyone totally except for except for one dude and everybody who and I, i've heard it i haven't watched Shit's creek but i've heard it compared to Shit's creek quite a bit because how uh at the beginning of the season a lot of the characters that are in the center of the narrative are portrayed as like fucking assholes totally, and, totally. Shit's creek is amazing but yeah yeah it, it it is it's that's spot on like at the beginning of that shit they just they're they're just complete assholes you don't yeah. like them you don't like the place they're in by the end of it you're like oh these are just like flawed people with very human struggles and they're really well-written characters that you can root for by the end of the show. Yeah. And that's I definitely character development, man. Yeah. Ted Lasso, a genuinely good character development. Absolutely. There. And yeah. like, and yeah, there's some like, it, it's fucking funny. It's really wholesome. <laughs> it's really and wholesome. Just, and that's actually one of the things that's pretty, pretty like something that just catches you off guard about it because it's a show with a mostly male cast so it's a lot of like it's a lot of like male male to male wholesomeness like it's like guys learning how to like communicate with the with like each other and shit like that which is so which is so strange you don't necessarily it it doesn't it also doesn't come off super bro-y either no it doesn't and that's that's the interesting aspect to it like yeah uh but then you also have like I don't know. They just touch on like age differences really well. Uh, oh yeah, with Roy, I think he's with, my favorite yeah, fucking with, character. Well, with in that Roy show. and with uh, Rebecca and Keith. Yeah, uh, Rebecca's really good too. Well, yeah, Rebecca's a fantastic character. She's probably one, she probably has one of the one of the most compelling storylines because she's yeah. like recently divorced. She's getting shit on in public. Yeah, she's not not like literally shit on, but she, you know, like uh, she's getting blasted in the media. Uh, and she took over the soccer club for revenge, basically. Yeah, gets her ex-husband. <laughs> and it's like, and and she, you know, like you were talking about, she has, um, you know, she at the end of it, you like almost everybody, and she's one of those people you like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's, um, I honestly think Ted Lasso, it it is a well-written show. First off, it is a well-made show, mm. but it is an example of a show that's like there's enough meaning behind the actions the characters take that mm. if you were to replicate that in your day-to-day life and take the attitude of one Ted Lasso into things that you actually do, you'd be a better fucking person for it. You probably would. I would, I will say that Ted Lasso has, has uh, like I said, an unending amount of positivity. And if yeah. somehow you can apply your energy to that, like it'd being, probably being, be a good perspective. Being nice, being <laughs> forgiving, being apologetic of people when you fuck up. Like like little things, just little things being nice to people you know yeah, dude oh fuck in this world we just need more of that more of ted lasso it's true we, man it's true we need more ted lassos out there hot dogs yeah, become like, a ted lasso and they're and they're it's little things like um like there's a scene where nate who i think is one of my other favorite characters Bad. uh the, the little uh the Nate's little uh, fucking awesome dude and he has a great story arc too he's a great story arc of like like actually becoming confident in himself yeah. he's basically towel boy and he hasn't he's like so <laughs> he's scary. the water boy he doesn't even he doesn't even talk to the coach when he first meets him yeah. and he eventually like like you know with ted lasso it was like asked for his perspective and his his ideas and like yeah. 
like it's like gives him some self-worth and he starts building himself up it's a fucking yeah. fantastic story he um oh there's that one scene where nate gives gives ted his ideas and ted has been having a terrible day and mm-hmm. sort of blows up on him and the next time they interact he pulls him aside and compassionately apologizes to him yeah and i was like it's played off like it's nothing but that's the best that people don't fucking do that enough in the real world. Yeah, exactly. That was a big scene. With, uh, in like the people show, don't in the admit show. when they're wrong, when they're being a jackass. I just think that show is fucking great. Well-written, yeah. wholesome content all I do, around. I do want to try those biscuits he gives Rebecca every morning. Oh man, me too. That was one of those things. I was like, I was like, I don't think I could ever do that. Like, cause he literally like seems to get up and bake, bake. biscuits <laughs> and, and like put them in this nice little box and like de- like hand deliver them to her yeah, every man. morning but it, but you see it dude it like chips away at her like her icy exterior <laughs> and eventually they become homies you know so <laughs> well, also so they greenlit pretty quickly after uh the first season launched they greenlit a second season oh i thought and then thought after that. after God. the critical reception of the first before they right before they went in to shoot the second season they were like we're also doing a third oh snap i didn't know that yeah that's so they've amazing. they've they've already opened up for three seasons of dead lasso and that's, that's fantastic awesome. man because they do they could continue development all those characters yeah. especially oh. like and even roy dude who left off like like the in the season finale man yeah like he you know Age, like, aging out and injured he's yeah <laughs> like but that's, like it was, you know, it's like, what, what the fuck could he do next? And that's been the question looming over him the entire yep. show, basically. And so, it's dude, there's, uh, that dude made me think of uh, this is this is for our uh, more local local people, local yokels, if you could say. Uh, the, oh snap! <laughs> um, there's a dude who plays for the who played for the Sounders when uh, when he was younger, named Steve Zakawani, and he, it's it's on YouTube. I'll send it to you after this. He got slide tackled at the beginning of like a game a couple years into him playing for us and he fucking broke his leg oh, and he no. and it like like five seconds into the game it was nuts and now he's a commentator for the sounders but he was like he's done a bunch of stuff being like i was fucking aimless after i got injured and my career was done oh yeah like, i had nothing to do so like i mean i'm intrigued with such a with a character that has so much pride as roy what he does when he has to acknowledge they just can't play anymore exactly man could you see roy as being a commentator no Fuck no. <laughs> see maybe it, it might be extremely entertaining i mean it would be entertaining but i don't know if he'd be good at it <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in ted lasso is when he goes to the kids oh, and yeah. roy's like i'm not much for public speaking why don't we just head to the pitch and have a fuck about yeah yeah <laughs> like, this is all the kids are like yeah <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's such a good show, man. And such a great show. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad. I, I'm glad I actually like decided to like try it out because at first I was just like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not like, I wasn't looking for a a, so- a show about soccer, but it quickly becomes. It's not really about soccer. No, it, it's it's it because that becomes like just like a connective thing for all the characters, basically. Yeah, and it's just it, it's the context that brings them together. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I think but, um, in the same way that like the Rocky movies aren't about boxing, it's a drama mm. in the context of boxing. Ted Lasso is a comedy that uses a soccer as a means for that comedy. Yeah, totally. That's a good analogy. Uh, either way, I guess that kind of leads us sure. to the road of being at the end of episode 69. <laughs> 
<laughs> we had to do it at least once in the episode. Come on. We're not too mature. We're not. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're big kids. We're big kids. And you, hot dogs, are hopefully big fans. So make sure you get on Instagram and follow us at Old Heart Radio. Please, for the love of God, follow us somewhere. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow, yeah, subscribe uh, to you know, Hop on Twitter if you goddamn must. But if you make, um, yeah, if, if you subscribe or follow, uh, message us, comment. Boom. Put us on your Instagram story. Put us on a, a, a Twitter tweet. We could talk about uh, talk about stuff you want us to. So please. Absolutely. You follow us, we'll shout you out. Is that a promise? Yes, but as you can learn from the beginning of this podcast, we don't always keep those promises. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but if we don't keep them, we do feel bad. If we ever get somebody, I'll, I'll say this, dear hot dogs, uh, anybody who's listening, you don't have to necessarily be a hot dog, I suppose. Uh, if you do, if we ever get a social media manager, we'll do shit like that. Yeah. But it's still contingent on roping somebody into the old heart universe to be a social media manager. So, if you know anybody interested, send them our way. Because, seriously, I've been, like, trying to rack my brain about that. Either way, this is... <laughs> We're been- terrible. We're the worst. <laughs> Either way, seriously, though, thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Um, you got any last words? Hot diggity dog. Get there, out of here. There it is. Toodaloo.